for us, when we talk about the uh, uh, idea of the Baltic State League, we talk about creating a bigger market, 6 million people market, increasing uh, interest from broadcasting companies, from sponsors, even from government and municipalities, and try to create a positive investment climate for football. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Business Podcast brought to you by Football Business Insight. I'm your host, Wayne Tfam. In today's episode, we'll discuss about one question. Can a multinational league be the future of football? And also take a look at the Baltic League as a great case study. Joining with me today is Maxim Krivonets. Maxim is the chairman of the board at the Latvian Higher League, and he also the member board of director as the European Leagues. So with no further ado, Let's get the ball rolling. Hello, Massim. Welcome to the Football Business Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. So, you know, we always warm up our podcast episode uh, by asking uh, our guests a little bit about themselves. So uh, could you tell us about yourself a little bit and then how did you get a chance uh, to work in the football industry? Thank you very much for having me. First of all, uh, secondly, it's uh, it's a, it's always a pleasure to speak about uh, football industry, its developments, and uh, uh, just to make a small introduction about myself, uh, I am the chairman of the board at Latvian Football Virsliga, uh, top uh, top competition in Latvia, uh, as well as the member of the board uh, of directors uh, at the European Leagues, the association of the European Leagues. And uh, well, I started in football industry quite a long time in life uh, ago and started on, uh, let's say, grassroots level from amateur football, creating my own team, amateur team, just to play for fun. But eventually, uh, fun became uh, more and more professional. And uh, I moved to a professional team from uh, I together with the investors we took a team from the second division in Latvia and made it to Europe League qualification round in three years which was uh, noticed by other clubs uh, developments of the team on the field and off the field in marketing and operational terms and uh, in 2017 I was elected as the chairman of the board to the league and then started well, let's say the the the, the most professional part in my football um, uh, career, I started managing the league. Uh, we made uh, together with my team many, uh, already fulfilled many projects and uh, some projects are happening right uh, right now. So, and eventually all other leagues saw our developments and uh, elected me as a um, as a member to the board of directors of the European League. So uh, now I'm dealing with football, with professional football on all levels from the league perspective, from the league's association perspective. And I'm also helping the uh, Latvian Football Federation on commercial uh, assets uh, side um, and helping them to, you know, to gain commercial revenues for the Federation and for Latvian football. Thank you so much. That is a very nice story. And I know that a lot of you know young audience out there will take you as a role model, or at least I do. Uh, okay, so let's dive right into the main content. You know, about a year ago, uh, the unprecedented European Super League incident shook the football world, right? So in a sense, this is more or less a multinational uh, league kind of concept, isn't it? 
And it appears to me that the core reason or the core problem is the gap between small and big clubs or small and big leagues. So Maskim as an expert, um, as a, um, you know, manager, uh, management level, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't say that this is a multinational league. So because at the core of this project, it's not the, to have uh, different nations. It's, it's, uh, at the core of this project is to having big clubs from different markets. So they are thinking about the markets, not the, the, the nations. And that's a very important uh, distinction of what uh, we want to talk today uh, with you. So I think uh, that it's, it is, I can understand the clubs that, are, that want to create the Super League and their logic is, seems very like understandable. But we need to understand that this kind of project will influence the whole football system uh, in a negative way. Uh, if we speak about the, the, the all 55 nations uh, in, in uh, under UEFA management. So, and of course, it will disrupt the market a lot because, uh, uh, you know, commercial revenues, they are still r limited. And uh, TV companies, TV broadcasters, they are not like a central banks. They're not printing money. So if they will, of course, uh, invest more in... Uh, uh, pay more attention and invest more in this kind of projects. Of course, there will be less investment and less resources for everybody else. So this is this is why this uh, project is discussed on the European Union level, at the Court of Justice. So and it's very important uh, um, to get the the final decision on this uh, project because it might be the second, probably uh, the most like, you know, dramatic and the most important uh, uh, case after Bosman ruling, right? Uh, so to my mind, uh, uh, I think that the, the existing model, it proved to be uh, sustainable. Of course, there are many, uh, many issues and many things that we need to fix, especially widening the gap between big leagues and small leagues, between big clubs and small clubs, because there are, like, two processes at the same time. So there is an increasing gap between the leagues and there is increasing gap within each league between bigger and smaller clubs. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we, uh, there are some instruments how to deal with it. Uh, some of them uh, might be efficient, some of them not uh, applicable, for example, like salary caps. There are all the time we talk about it, but uh, this is an American model and some of them, some of these things might not just work in the European uh, sports system. So, but still, I think uh, it's very important uh, for UEFA to win this case, to keep this model. And uh, of course, it, it is very interesting to hear what what will be the decision on that, because um, yesterday UEFA is the regulator and uh, at the same time it is a competition manager. So that's what uh, uh, the Super League organization wants to 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 prove to the court that it's uh, it it is uh, there is a conflict of interest so but uh, we'll see i think in the december january there will be already some uh, some information coming from uh, court of justice and uh, but it's very very important to to keep the the, the whole system because now all the leagues uh, are getting money from UEFA as well for their youth system development, for their infrastructure projects. So, and uh, 
I think it's 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 very very important for 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 small and medium leagues. Absolutely. So um so in in your opinion then what would be the um, the suitable um, circumstances that um, some countries should have the multinational league? Like why why yeah we we can start with why should we have a multinational league? Yes, of course, uh, the question is in resources. So in order to compete, uh, you need resources. And uh, of course, with the limited resources, uh, small and medium leagues, uh, it is difficult to to keep this pace because companies or leagues with the bigger resources, they have more opportunities, they have more instruments to grow. And this gap is widening, but it's also happening, for example, in the top five leagues as well. What we see today, the tough competition between La Liga and Premier League, for example. So La Liga is very limited in their internal market. It is smaller market than the UK market. So what they are doing, they understand that they need to compete on international level. So they they created their strategy, how they can, can compete with the Premier League. And we see uh, from they are signed agreements that uh, they're doing quite well on international markets. So every time they sign bigger and bigger contracts and uh, the same happens with the smaller leagues. We just try to get more resources to develop the the football system, to develop our members. But uh, let's let's uh, let's take an example as, for example, Latvia. This is a small market of uh, less than two million people market uh, with, uh, let's say, not so developed economies developing. So this is a very nice country with a developed infrastructure, but still we are in the development stage uh, in comparison with uh, our GDP, our purchasing power in comparing even to other uh, Scandinavian countries, right, and northern countries. Of course, they are on the top of the list in the whole world, uh, but uh, still, as we said, look like uh, uh, the, if we if we search uh, the information about their market so Denmark is a six million market right it's the same like it's like the whole Baltic states but we cannot compare these two markets so what we are trying to do and what I know that in the history some leagues already thought about it like a Scandinavian league or a Benelux country leagues like Belgium together with the Netherlands they want to increase the market and to allow them to to make a positive investment climate, to bring more revenues to the league and to the clubs, and uh, at the end of the day, try to compete with the bigger leagues. So this is a very simple idea. And for us, when we talk about the idea of the Baltic State League, we talk about creating a bigger market, 6 million people market, increasing uh, interest from broadcasting companies, from sponsors, even from government and municipalities and try to create a positive investment climate for football. Wow, super interesting. So it appears to me that um, when you have such a multinational league, do you need a different competition formats? You know, we all know the traditional format like uh, regulations, uh, promotions. Do we need such thing for this? Yes, of course, uh, we need uh, a new format for this uh, competition uh, because uh, 
there is several things related to this project. First of all, the access to UEFA club competitions. So here there are many discussions and I think this is one of the biggest challenges in uh, uh, in this kind of project. So how to represent the like a multinational league in the competition where everything is calculated and dependent on national level. So uh, it is one of the biggest questions. The new format as well. So now many leagues consider different formats of the competition because uh, they want to try something new to bring more attention to the league. They want more interest from sponsors and fans. So, uh, like a big example and a good example is uh, Swiss League. Yeah, so absolutely innovative uh, decision to make. Uh, I don't say like this is a good or bad. It's interesting to observe how it will move on. But to make uh, uh, to make a, a three match. Uh, it's not like a playoffs, but uh, to to decide uh, a, a league title in the three games among the first and the second place, then to have a two groups, main group and relegation group with a, a system of playoffs. So this is a hybrid system where you have and the group tournament and the playoff, and we see something similar that is happening in the UEFA club competitions. Yes, yeah? so it's it's quite uh, interesting to see. Uh, what will be the results of these modifications of the competition format? So we today we play, I believe, the most let's say boring system because we play four uh, four games among each club between each club. So it's like a two game away, two game uh, at home. I believe this is should be like a, there is a, a range between fair and interesting for the fans because. I think it is is it is fair. So the champion will be decided uh, in four games among uh, against uh, competitors. So you definitely know that this team is the best team in, for example, in Latvia because it played among uh, between uh, against sorry against every every single team four times and it is the best team. But for the fans, it's not sometimes very interesting to see, and we see like a. Let's take an NFL example. Yes, so mm -hmm. some teams uh, have only um, only 16, 17 games per season because at one one game decides a lot. So, but this is this is interesting for the fans to to be decided everything today on the field uh, 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 in one game. So, and you need to balance between these two extreme points. I believe yep. we are here to, today with more like a fair system. But I believe we also need to come to, to some system where something is decided by uncertainty as well, to bring more uncertainty to the clubs and uh, to, to this competitions. And uh, the art is to find this middle ground where it is between, and the team will agree, yes, we are ready to try and to bring some uncertainty to the competition format. But as well, uh, the fans' interest is uh, very important because we play for the fans. Our competition is for the fans. So for the new multinational league, I also think there are multiple choices that you can choose uh, between um, like conferences, uh, like a national conferences, for example, Latvian, Lithuanian and Estonian conference, and then playoffs, uh, mixed playoffs. Mm -hmm. Or it might be already one single league with uh, three representatives, and then it might uh, the league, uh, the group format might be divided in the playoffs. Uh, so many, many uh, opportunities and many models. So, but I believe that the, the system uh, where teams play in one group, 
all three like countries if we speak about the Baltic League that uh, we are thinking about today and then having some playoffs system is the best option for the fans and for the teams. Wow, that's super, super insightful. And I think I love the, your inputs about what I shall call uh, the elements of luck, right? Because I'm always a fan of underdogs team. And then if we have more like a fair system, my team would have no chance. So I think as a league organizer, as a league maker, you you have to consider a lot. Um, but, you know, fans as a center. But uh, that brings me to the next question. So it seems to me that there will be a lot of challenges when having uh, a multinational league uh, because it's obviously obviously not for everyone right so can you uh, elaborate or share with us what are some common challenges well today i believe uh, the only multinational league is possible in the baltic states uh, if we talk about the uefa uh, countries so because What you mentioned, there are several big and important factors that limit these uh, opportunities. And first of all, um, this is the size of the markets. It's difficult to integrate two different uh, markets and and leagues, where one is bigger, uh, the second is uh, smaller. Then then there is a room for, for many conflicting points. So in case of... Baltic states, we are three countries that are very common, that are very close in a social and cultural way. We are have a quite similar history. We are similar in our size. We have quite similar competitions level, right? And uh, literally there are no borders between these countries. So mm. we we are three countries member of the European Union and so we so we have so many uh, similarities and also on an, an economical level so like a GDP purchasing power so I think it is very important when you consider a, a multinational league to be quite similar this is the idea that we can uh, increase our market just by adding the same parts like we are for example like adding two more parts to our league and to create one bigger league will eventually help it. In case of Netherlands and uh, Belgium, I believe it's quite difficult to do, right? There's different countries, different uh, level of the competitions, uh, different level of revenues they are generating for the competitions. So I think when the idea is very good, but when you start negotiating with all stakeholders, you find out that there is so many things that you need to solve and there is no precise answer. So the same for Scandinavian league, let's, let's say. So it's also very difficult because there are strong competitions with established clubs with a big history. So it's difficult to, to, to integrate all of them. Uh, and uh, I, I believe the most difficult uh, situation is in, in, uh, uh, in Balkan countries. Yeah, so because we, 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 we know perfectly like just some 30, 30 years ago, there was a war on that territory. So, and it, 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 from the perspective of social and cultural uh, aspects, I believe it's it's very difficult to agree on the th- on the thing. So, uh, there might might be very different factors. And uh, uh, in our case, I believe we are the closest to 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 making a good pilot project 
to have a multinational league that will eventually benefit for all three countries on the club level, but also on a uh, national level for our national teams with a bigger market, with a stronger competition. And what is important, what we mentioned previously, let's say uncertainty level, it's, it's very interesting and very important to have these kind of uncertainty level, but also the quality. So there might be, you know, weak teams play against each other and there will be uncertain uh, results. We will be, uh, there is a big probability of one team winning and the second, actually equal probability of winning once. But if there is no quality, people will not watch it. So they need these two components. And uh, mm -hmm. by combining, for example, four best teams from Latvia, four best teams from Lithuania, four best teams from Estonia, this league, to my mind, will be one of the, with the best competitive balance in the whole industry, at least for the first few years when you bring all this together, because they are quite similar. And if we see uh, from, let's say, evaluation perspective, uh, the combined market for all leagues would be, if we take like transfer market data, it will be around 70 million valuation of, of, of the players for this uh, new competition, which is Two, uh, two, two, three times more than any single league. So if we take the four teams and uh, with this valuation will be already quite similar. We will be higher than Slovakian league, will be higher than Slovenia. So we will be close to some very big and football, very big and, you know, uh, I would call them football markets where, where there is a strong, where football is number one uh, sports in, in this country, because we have also a tough competition coming from basketball and hockey here. So that's why I'm thinking that it's also important to become a football nation. So I believe uh, it, it, it is important to have many common things to make it smooth because uh, uh, negotiations is, is very hard in, in creating this competition. Wow, that's pretty mind-blowing for me when you mentioned about uh, cultural and social. I didn't expect that at all. Um, but what would be the, the downside, like let's say the dark side of having the um, multinational league? Because uh, when you said there would be four teams from each country, would it limit the opportunities for other teams uh, in the domestic league? Or do I uh, misunderstand something here? So if we talk about the Baltic State Leagues project, uh, there should be created two, two leagues, uh, two tiers of the competition. Uh, top tier competition with, let's say, four best teams from each country. And uh, the second tier with uh, six teams uh, from each country. So it will be like 18 teams. So what we're now having... Uh, 10 teams in Lithuania, 10 teams in Latvia, and 10 teams in Estonia will be split in, in two groups. And here I see a lot of, let's say, first of benefits, but let's talk, uh, if the question was about the, the drawbacks of the system, let's talk first of all about the drawbacks. So the drawbacks are access to UEFA club competitions. So how to deal with that? Either we can keep three places in uh, Champions League qualifications and nine places in the Conference League uh, qualification stage. Or uh, like in negotiations with UEFA, we will find out that it is impossible and we need to keep one place in Champions League for the Common League and let's say three uh, places in the Conference League. 
plus maybe to keep uh, we can keep uh, national uh, cups to have three additional places so this is a big question because clubs don't want to lose this place because they dream of playing in uh UEFA club competition because this is uh, like a, the uh, the best what we have in in european club football so they want to taste it and they earn money from it so the biggest question would be how we can make sure that the clubs will will want to play in the common league and of course the biggest interest of course uh, is uh, financial resources if the common league can provide additional financial resources to these clubs of course they will be more willing to play in a common competition because if we take three our markets separately none of them generates for example broadcasting revenue on a uh, local market mm. It's, it's very interesting that the Latvian Virsliga, um, uh, we are selling international broadcasting rights, but we're not selling local internet market because it's it's very small market and, and there is no interest uh, from the broadcasting companies to acquire these rights. So we pay to the television to produce these games and to show them on television. So this is a big difference. In a, already a new market with a six million people, with a with a three leagues participating in this competition, I believe this will be a game changer where can, where the broad TV broadcasters will be interested in buying. So this is a question: how you make sure that the clubs will want to play, uh, and how to redistribute these additional uh, funds that we can get from the from the new competition. As we speak about other six teams that can play in uh, in the second tier of this uh, competition i believe they would be very interested because now they they're not competing for web club competitions uh, i can sh- tell you one statistics from this season we have the team the six, six lowest teams couldn't win a top four teams in 50 straight games around 50 like uh, 47 games straight straight games so they, they, they cannot win these teams. So it is not healthy for the competition. It's not interesting for the fans. So it's better to bring them all in one group where they will have completely different competition balance, competitive balance. They can play there. They will receive additional funds from the league, which is never happened before. And then they can promote to Virsliga to fight and prom- for the promotion, not like for keeping their fifth, sixth place and fighting for safeguarding their place in Virsliga. No, they now will fight for for a top tier competition where they will definitely get uh, additional funds for their for their for their club and for their project. So I believe uh, um, they would be very interested. What I see as a as a drawback of these uh, also common league, it's it's a loss of some historic rivalries so that uh, uh, were like created and already loved by the fans when some teams have a historic uh, derbies, let's say, and uh, in, in a new league there might be like a different one. But the common league is also a great opportunity to have uh, a new rivalries. Of course, they are happening with time, but uh, it's still a great opportunity. So there are some also challenges, not like uh, drawbacks, but challenges that we need to solve in this league. First of all, infrastructure. You need to have a better infrastructure to produce a better quality product and to sell it to to the market. So we need to have a, a bigger interest from municipalities and uh, government to help 
federations, leagues and clubs to develop infrastructure. The second one is calendar. All our leagues are summer leagues. We start playing in November. Oh, sorry, we started playing in March and end in November. And usually we start playing on artificial grass because our mm. natural grass stadiums are not prepared. And then at the end of April and at the start of the May, we switch to different stadiums and already start playing on natural grass. So these artificial grass stadiums, sometimes they are not prepared for a good quality football because sometimes it's even a you know secondary school uh, stadium where there is no good facilities for the teams and not enough. So if you, we want to create a bigger competition and on a higher level, we need to already to start on the natural big, let's say, stadiums, the natural grass. So it requires shifting the calendar starting at the end of the April. But the teams don't want to, to prepare for the season, let's say, six months if we end the, the March. It's too long, so we need to create another competition, like, for example, Finland is doing. They're having a Finnish Cup before the season. So it's more like a preparation for the season, but still you need to find some solution to have to have it. Mm -hmm. Because all other leagues, like, for example, Allsvenskan League, uh, Sweden, Swedish League, they start in April. Uh, uh, Finnish League, uh, Vekaus Liga, they start in November, oh, sorry, in, in, in April. And the same for uh, Norway League, uh, they are starting in April. So all of them, they are starting in April, but we just started in, uh, in, in March. So we need to, 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 to reshape our calendar. So uh, this is a big challenge as well. Harmonization of regulations. We have three different yeah. competitions with uh, some different uh, rules in it. Let's say foreign players limit. The different the three countries, three different systems with different limits. So you need to harmonize these rules to agree with uh, stakeholders, with all stakeholders that from like, let's say from the next season, when we create a common competition, we play by the same rules. So this requires a lot of negotiation. Uh, let's say operational and management system, how to compose the board, how to compose the structure of the league. So how to manage it, how to operate uh, so with the offices, with the people. And this, so this is also a big question for it. Uh, we already touched a point on competition format to agree on competition format on these two extremes, like fair and interesting. So where to find these balance uh, point. Uh, and of course, it will require a national cup reform. Either we have one national cup, well, let's say we have like a from all three countries, from amateur teams till up to professional teams, we all play in one tournament or still we keep our national uh, cups uh, and then we, we get some, I don't know, additional places in the Conference League final. So there, these are some challenges that we need to solve and we have still time to do this, to agree. So, but of course, I see much more uh, positive things and I have the whole list of these positive things that that uh, will bring uh, this new competition format to to all three countries. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, like, uh, I want to touch on one point about the rivalry. Is it a historic rivalry? I mean, I think it even better if you have like a multi-state competition because, you know, it's not only about the, the clubs or the regions. It's now your 
your country pride, that will excite me way more. Like if my local club compete with like some foreign local club, that I think even better. It just needs some time, right? When you think about it. Exactly. Um, exactly. You mentioned about like a lots of positives, and I know that uh, it's hard to mention them all. But could you share, let's say, uh, your most favorite, one of your most favorite achievement or memory with the Baltic League? Well, it's difficult to pick one, but uh, <laughs> let's say, as I told you previously, the the target of this project is to create a positive investment climate uh, for football in the region. So. In my calculations, I would say these common competition would raise additionally 150 million in 10 years for for the local football. So, which means a lot, uh, because if we say like the budget of uh, of uh, Virsliga today, uh, it is uh, like around half million euros. So you can imagine what what exposure our teams and uh, and our uh, our leagues can have. In, in 10 years and how did I calculate it? Of course, uh, there are some very important things that might happen uh, in, in the new uh, competition format. First of all, uh, let's start from the team's increased value of the players. So it's with an increased competition level. So you can imagine today all these four teams from each competition they are fighting for the title they're fighting for the champions league place in the new in in the new format some of them will fight for keeping a place in in top division so it will be completely different you know change of 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 mindset so these from winning team you will need to fight for some for some to keep the the place so And uh, this is this is this is what fascinates me about this competition. So the high competition will eventually increase the value of the players. So if we say like Ryman Krolis, the best goal scorer of Virsliga today, if he scores 14 goals in Virsliga, his price, let's say, is one million and a half. If he scores 14 goals in the new competition, the price will be let's say three million. Or like two and a half, so it will be there will be eventually uh, appreciation of, of of his price. The same with the other players. The best players will will, will increase in price, and this will bring new additional uh, revenues to the teams. Uh, higher competition level leads to the better results in uh, UEFA club competitions, which means more funds coming to the clubs and to the league. Through uh, through revenue distribution system and through UEFA solidarity money distribution, so the higher you are in the UEFA ranking, so the more opportunities you have. Uh, let's say uh, what we don't have today: match day income. So with the new competition, the average attendance level would uh, would rise because, as we mentioned previously, there will be completely new rivalries. Not only on the local level, but also on in, uh, on international level. So, additionally, clubs could generate uh, match day income for the probably for the first time because today they are having, let's say, match day and commercial revenues. And I say com- match day uh, revenues and merchandise revenues. They are less than one percent of the club's budget. So, if we take, uh, for example, uh, big leagues, so then we see like. 
the commercial uh, revenues, the match day and the merchandising can be up to 30, 40% of the budget. So this is a new revenue source for the teams that uh, could be generated uh, with this new competition format. Then one of the most important things, broadcasting revenue. So we see already, we have talked to the companies that are operating on the local market. They have interest for this bigger competition uh, because they they, uh, they understand the, the, the idea behind it and they understand uh, uh, that the fans will like it most, most probably. And uh, of course, with all of these things happening, our value of our assets, like a data, uh, fast batting data, streaming data, scouting data that we are selling today with one price for the bigger league, it will be a completely different price. So all these value appreciations happening from different sources will eventually bring us to the better investment climate, better higher interest from the government and municipality. We want to make you know municipalities and, and the cities proud that they are having uh, a team in it. So they would be fighting like for, for, for these teams, so let's say, because governments, they're interested in electorate, of course. So if people are watching our league, if people are coming to the stands, if they're like our audience, the government eventually, municipalities will be interested to, to, to work with us and to increase uh, their expenditures. And we are still lagging behind uh, on, uh, let's say, European Union level, if we take a European average level, then the governmental expenditures on sports and recreation in Europe is 0.8%. In Latvia, mm -hmm. it's 0.5% of the uh, government expenditures. These 0.3% in money terms means around 30 million. What means 30 million for the, such a small country? Every year we can build additional stadiums for for ice hockey, for basketball, for football, for you know, swimming athletes and, and so on and so on. So this is every year. So in 10 years, it's 300 million. So, you know, to build a stadium and it's, it, it will cost around 15 to 20 millions and we don't have it right now. So with with a bigger interest from from these organizations, I, I believe we will have also a big boost to, to local football. And, um, you know, it will also bring more opportunities to the fans better fantasy league because we will have more resources we can we can improve uh, user experience for our fans to provide them with a you know nft cards platforms uh, football manager so gaming so maybe even try to mm -hmm. be at the it's difficult to speak, of course, with the EA Sports uh, all the time. They are like not monopolists, but they have a bigger share on the market. So it's difficult. To, but to say, let's say with the different uh, gaming providers to talk about, about inclusion of the league to the game, because there are already a bigger market and more interest. So there are many, many additional things that we can do by having these uh, this bigger market and bigger league. Wow, that's sorry. There is so many, uh, many. No, I love it. I have to say, I love it. And things. like, uh, I wish I had quit it more time, but you know, we have to come into the end of the episode. We're trying to keep it short. But uh, what do you think? What What would you see the future outlook of the Baltic League? Because it's very well, special, right? Yeah, I don't think um, it could work elsewhere in in uh, different parts of the world. Like you have it all might work. The, 
it yeah. might work, but we need a, a good uh, pilot case. I believe the Baltic states is the only place today uh, to make this pilot project. I believe in it. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I think that this is the only way how we can keep up and decrease a little bit a gap between uh, medium leagues and smaller leagues. So I believe that uh, if we will not do it, we will remain at the same uh, pace, at the same stage. And Latvia, Lithuania or Estonia will never play at Euros or World, World Cup. Uh, we just need to f forget about it. Uh, and I don't know what what should happen. Either the government will take like a, a strategy, will 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 implement a strategy that football is number one and will push uh, football education in the schools and build academies, invest infrastructure. What actually happened in Iceland? Uh, of course, there was also a, a private initiative, but uh, in general. So I think this is the only way for us to proceed and. Uh, you know, we were Latvian football was famous for, for playing in the, the, the as being a smallest country pl played in the Euros in 2004 yeah. in Portugal. Four, yes, yes. Before Iceland, we were the smallest country to play, and at that time there were 16 countries playing in the Euros. So it, it was even harder to get that. So we want to be there once again because we felt it. So by creating a, a, a good platform for professional football, eventually we'll, we we expect that our our players become more stronger. They will play in the bigger markets, in bigger competitions, and eventually the results of our national team, our pride. So we'll 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 eventually also have a better result. Oh my God! Thank you so much for all, all the sharing. You, you know, I, I can see the fire when you you speak, and the the only proverb, you know, the, the old saying to describe the conversation today is that if you want to go fast, go along, and if you want to go far, go together. That exactly, uh, you know, described your, your your kind of your situation. I hope. Uh, so, all right, Maxim. I think this is it. Uh, we we come into the end of the episode. Thank you so much for your knowledge and very, very, very interesting and inspiring uh, case study story uh, of the Baltic League. Uh, I wish you all the best and I really hope to, to speak to you soon again. Thank you very much for having me.